Every little teenage girl in the world was jamming to this song, Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. Who doesn't really have a Jamaican accent. But I'm not going to hold that against him. It is uh, Thursday. Oh, wow. Welcome to Donna Meet You versus Everybody with Kristen Kiar. It feels like Friday to me. It does. Yeah, it does. 800-920-1580R. This week is just rolling by real fast. Yes, it is. Uh, how are you guys doing today, huh? Um, pretty good. It's nice outside. It is. It's a beautiful day. I went to the dog park for a little bit. That was nice. Oh, in Pasadena? Mm-hmm. That's nice. Like right by my house. Why am I sneezing so much? Yeah, I had a rough day. Um... It's not fun when you find out people that you've been like looking for. I don't know if you've ever started looking for friends that you haven't talked to in a while. And this is in the past 10 years. This is the fourth person that this happened to me because I've been looking for this woman for years. And then I found out yesterday that she had passed away. And I was like, that sucks, you know, because you never get to say your final goodbye, you know. But sometimes when, you know, you have kids and life happens, you don't get to keep in touch as often as you'd like to. Do you know what happened? No, I don't. And I'm going to try to find out but yeah she was like a sister to me so it kind of kind of stunk i'm sorry yeah it sucks you know but so that's why it, it just reminds me to try to keep in contact more frequently you know Life what i mean so short it, it is by so that's fast. why i say mondays yeah. are about love we got to tell people we love them I know, I know. You know, of course, I'm hiding from people I owe money to, so I'm hoping they, you know, pass oh, So away. you're hiding. Chris is trying to find people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Other than that, how are you doing? I mean, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't know if you do this, if this is just a girl thing, but boyfriend's getting on me about this. So Good. yesterday, Good. I called him, but I was in the garage, and... I wanted to talk to him because I just pulled in, you know, from work and I just was too lazy to get out the car. So I called him and I'm like, so what are you doing right now? And he's like, why are you calling me from the garage when all you have to do is come upstairs? And he thinks I'm weird because if I'm downstairs and, and I don't feel like walking up the stairs to talk to my daughter, I'll call her and I'll say, could you come down here for a minute? And he's like, you are so weird. I don't understand what's weird about that. I Good. do that all the time. I just called my sister yesterday. She was downstairs. I was upstairs and I wanted to tell her I was watching this new show on Netflix with the longest title I've ever seen. It's like the wait, woman wait, 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 in the wait, wait. window. You're in the same house? <laughs> this yeah. I know. It's all the way downstairs. And you... Call your sister on the phone. Yeah, we have cell phones. That's what they're for. Why would you have a, a, a resource and not use it? Thank this you. This is wisdom. We're yes. doomed. No, we're doomed, bro. So we're both. So we're both smart then, because yeah, he's like, exactly. he's like, why are you calling when you could just walk up the stairs? I said, because I. What if I forget what I have no, to tell I you? No, I hundred percent believe in that. <laughs> what's, what's next? You want a catheter to use a bath, the bathroom, bed? I mean, what, what, where, 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 where does this un- end? That's unnecessary. Golly. I've got two different things. So I'm glad that you do it too. Oh, every day. I, I do this every day. But okay, this net. Netflix show. It's the longest title I've ever seen. What is it? It's I'm gonna get it wrong. It's like the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I think I I think I said it right. That's the whole title. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. It was the number one show on Netflix. So I wanted to just check it out, see what was going on. It's so weird, but it was drawing me in. I gotta check that out. Yeah, she's divorced but also has these hallucinations and thinks she saw a killer. But she's really funny. Yeah, I I, I got to check that out. It's interesting. Every time there's a number one show on Netflix, I'm just like, hmm, let they're, me just see what they're going calling on. this a wine mom murder mystery yeah. murder mystery parody. Basically, yeah, it's funny, but it's also murder. But she has this hot neighbor across the street. It's just a lot of pieces. It's kind of like Desperate Housewives, but 
Yeah, I would say it's kind of like Desperate Housewives. Huh. I, I used to like that show. Yeah, long, long, long title. But I was like, huh, this is number one. Let me see what everyone's watching. So let's see. The series follows Anna as she starts spying on her new neighbors three years after her life is uh, upturned by a terrible tragedy. Huh. Yeah, and she loves wine. She does this thing. She fills the wine glass all the way up to the top, like tippy, tippy top, and then sips it out really slow from the top so she doesn't drop any, and she does it every day. And the other neighbors are kind of uh, gossiping about her, like, did you hear her husband died? Did you hear she's an alcoholic? And she loses it at one point, one of her neighbors, and I thought it was so funny. I actually thought about you. <laughs> she's like, listen here, you're not going to be talking about me behind my back, okay? Sounds like me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very interesting show. So I called my sister last night and was like, hey, I'm upstairs watching this show. You should watch it too. Yeah, so that's normal. Very normal. Thank Did you. Did she come upstairs to watch it? No, she could watch it downstairs. So we got two Netflix accounts in, in one household being used? What do you mean? The Netflix, the point of the account is that you can put like five yes, different people exactly. on the account. That's what everybody does That's what Netflix. we do. Who yeah. has just one account? Your I parents' know. electricity bill going through I the just, roof. I just, I don't understand. Who do you share Netflix with? I know it's not just you. I've got 20 people leeching off of me. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody shares Everybody Netflix. Everybody shares. I'm still like... Why couldn't your sister come upstairs? You, you normally you yell. Nia. No, that's Nia. Yeah! No, no. Yeah! That's, that's what you why normally do. Why would I do all that? I just called her that's... real quick, and as soon as I called her, she was like, "I knew it was you." Me, I knew it was you calling. I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it because I do it all the time. I mm-hmm. I call from I definitely call from downstairs too, and I say, "Sarah, blah 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 blah," or "Could you come down real quick?" You know, why and, would I yell? And this exactly. is why we have issues with obesity in this country. Nobody okay, wants to get up and do we're anything. We're not obese, first of all. I was wa- listen. I was. Oh, I, that's actually insulting. <laughs> did you hear what he just said? That's why he was, basically listen. he related us to obese people. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Unbelievable. I was walking the dog in the neighborhood, and these kids were riding their bikes and one of the kids was like hey can you help you got a car i'm like what's wrong he said i think my chain came off my bike i said oh let me see if i can fix it now the kid was lying because the chain didn't come off the bike what he wanted me to do was, was to ride he get his get his bike put it in the car because it was a massive hill that he had to go back up mm. <laughs> and he was riding with his sister but she had a motorized bike <laughs> that looked like a little vespa but it was yeah. a, it was a motorized bike and he had like a beach cruiser and i'm like Ah, you lazy little pudgy kid. Poor you. That is so mean. You know how hard it is to go uphill with a beach cruiser? Beach cruisers are not meant for those. Nobody tell you to come down the hill. Yeah, I would walk it up the hill. I'd walk it up the hill. He did. He walked it up the hill. Yeah. He didn't want to walk it up the hill. As I was walking the dog, which I don't want to do, I was like, oh, he didn't want, he, I was was looking at the chain. I'm like, the chain's not off. He was very confident to ask you. He's smart. He, he well, it was you, right? it was very weird. Yeah, no, he didn't know me. It was just normal kids, you know. Uh, but it How was, old it, was he? Would you would you say eight to eleven somewhere around? Oh, there. okay, little kid. Hmm. Yeah, Didn't yeah. his parents teach him not to talk to strangers? First of all, we, I live in a predominantly black neighborhood, and we're all you know we're all one. We're community. Mm. Okay. Okay, but still, you can't trust everybody. Right, that's true. What am I? The, 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 I don't the, know. The, you could have been anything. Jack the Ripper. You could have been. Uh, I was. A, I was a helpful person in the neighborhood who saw a kid in distress. Mm-hmm. See, and, and then you didn't help him anyway, right? No, I helped him get some exercise. Okay. That's what I did. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry that you don't like the medicine, but uh, you know, okay. go and walk your butt up that hill, man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. say, so, listen, I had to walk up many a hill with my bike when I was your age. These kids are lazy nowadays. Like you guys, are a perfect example. Excuse me, lazy. I'm, not, I'm definitely not lazy. I call it resourceful. It's yeah. The same way we all use text and social media and the internet. Mm-hmm. It's using your resourceful? resources. Resourceful. 
Yes, okay. absolutely. I mean, have, hasn't there ever been a time where you've thought of something and you're like, I have to say it now or I will forget? Yep. I do. And so it's easy to just pick up the phone before I forget. Let me just tell you something real quick. I don't care what part of the house they I are. I have a long list of notes of things that, that I write down because I know I'll forget. Yeah. I'm a little proactive. I, and, the, and the staying in the car is a female thing. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of my female friends they do that. They just sit in the car they when the car's there. <laughs> I, need, I, have to, I do this a lot, too. Sometimes it's like 30 minutes. And I want to finish the conversation or finish texting or yeah, finish the I song. did the same thing. You guys are just, yeah. for some reason, not ready to get together. out the car and you want to scroll on Instagram a little bit. I'm like, it's freezing in this That's car. That's it. There's like a transition that happens. Yeah. yeah. From the I, car to I, the inside. I left a girl's house one night. I she, We went out to eat and she was sitting in the car. I'm like, Let's, what are you doing? I said, all right, I'll see you later. Oh I, said, I just left. God. Where'd you go? <laughs> I said, what am I sitting in the car watching you? What are we doing here? Yeah. Like, there's other people here. It's definitely a female thing because yep. I sit in the car too. A lot of my female friends do that, which I read or saw, I think it was an Oprah podcast, that it's not safe to do that. It's not. It, depending on where you are. If you're in a garage or something, it's a little bit different, but you just make yourself a prime target. Yeah, you have to be very careful. I know. I, I get, when I do that at my mom's house, I'll sit in the car. Uh, in her, well, she doesn't have like a garage. She's her garage is outside. You know yeah. what I mean for her house. And uh, she, I'll leave her house and I'll be in the car and I'll just maybe be looking on Instagram. And she always gets on me and she says, "You just never ever know. Mm-hmm. Get in the car and keep going." Yeah. <laughs> and if someone does try to take you, don't let them take you to that second location. If they take you to the second location, you're done. Oh, yeah, You know, course. the nerve to think that either one of you would be, they would want to captivate you. First of all. And, and, and kidnap you. Why yes. wouldn't they? You're wrong. We're prime kidnapping material. Yeah, you're definitely wrong. Listen, the minute you guys start talking, they'll be like, oh, no. Oh, I'm going to put you back true. in the car. I honestly feel like if I got kidnapped, <laughs> I could talk myself out of it just because they'd be so annoyed. Uh, all right, listen, uh, Fahim, I see your car. We're going to get to you when we come forward. Uh, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Carry the combo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Company Norfolk, Illinois. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. Uh, welcome back. Now to meet you versus everybody with Kristen here, 800-920-1580. What's up, Fahima? How are you? Thanks, Don, Kiara. How are you, And sweetie? my dear sister. Um, Krista. I wanted to – Krista, Krista, Krista. Yeah, I wanted to say a couple of things, some of which I emailed Don about. Yes. Um, the first one was Lilith. Um, Kiara had mentioned that, you know, in the Judeo tradition, they know Lilith as the wife of, of the Satan, I think you mentioned. But I became familiar with Lilith as Adam's first wife. And oh. the anecdote is quite interesting. I emailed um, Don the information about it, and it's and I'm not going to spoil it. It's very entertaining. If he could check it out and maybe want to share. All right, I'll, I'll check that out. That's interesting. And the other thing, Don mentioned the other day about the prospect of the government doing DNA research and finding where black people came from. And he mentioned Africa, the Caribbean. Well, hold the press. Stop the presses. I that, was my, that was my idea for reparations, that they give us know, grants to go back to Africa and build a community out there. 
Yes, you, and you mentioned all the other places we are. Well, how we got to all those other places, we're known as the diaspora. Yeah. And I also sent you an email that delineates black people's presence in all of these places, and it uses a simple uh, thing as culture from food. It looks at African, African-American food, Afro-Caribbean food, and Afro-South American food. And there's a continuity. Mm. And, there is, uh, there is. Yeah, You're right. So, mm-hmm. Yes. And so, because um, there's a Dr. Sheila Walker, who's a cultural anthropologist. She did a film. You may look it up. I'm not going to email it to you, Don. Mm-hmm. But it's called Familiar Faces in Unsuspecting Places. And she did it for uh, the United Nations. She screened the United Nations and a number of other places. And it looks at... Uh, Black people who identify as being from African descent in Southeast Asia and also in Europe. Hmm. Okay. All right. And the last thing um, I wanted to say, Krista, yes. I don't know if you saw the cliffhanger. Did you see the cliffhanger for our kind of people? Not yet. Not yet. Well, they're still deciding whether or not they're going to renew for season two. Oh. Oh, wow. Really? Oh. Yes. Yes. So, so Don, you might want to read the little allegory and anecdote I sent you about Lilith. It's quite interesting. It's from a feminist perspective. A I feminist oh, perspective. I definitely want to read that. Forward that to me, Don. All right. I'll forward it to you. All right. Thank you for him. I appreciate it. All right. I'll continue less listening. And whatever you guys talk about tonight, I'll probably call you about it tomorrow. Next to <laughs> me. <laughs> all right, Fema. Thank you for so all much right. for calling the show. Appreciate it. Um, all right. I sent it to you. Oh, wow. Um. <clears throat> We got to do a show now, huh? Yep. And I was going to get to India RE. That's what I was going to get to. India RE has uh, been making a little noise. I'm a big fan of India RE. Um, what I'm going to play you might trigger some of you because the N word is in it, but I want to play it in its totality. Um, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. I have seen, and I think uh, from the times I've paid attention to Joe Rogan over the past, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years, there's been, there's been an evolution of Joe. He's gotten smarter, he's gotten more. Wisdom involved, especially with the conversations that he's had on his podcast. A lot of doctors, a lot of PhD people, a lot of scholars, academics, um, you know, and I think this has helped enlighten him and the audience and why people like him so much. And I think men, you know, Jordan Peterson was talking about why 70% of YouTube audience is men. It's because women like fiction and men like nonfiction. And there's a lot of nonfiction stuff on YouTube, minus the makeup reviews and the cooking reviews and stuff like that for me that's that for me it's a thirst for knowledge although their algorithm gets a little played out you like one thing outside of what you've been watching all of a sudden they, they hit you like i've been paying attention to this pastor now all this pastor is just coming up i'm like all right i just chill bro chill I know, they're like ah oh, he wants to see all this stuff yeah I, chill i'll get to it when i get to you I ain't gonna shove it down my throat golly so this is um this is nere uh, on why she wanted to leave spotify and she also talks about how the artist relations department reached out to her but she's making she's she's making comparisons uh as far as joe rogan and she, the reason why she's leaving is not because of joe rogan's COVID misinformation but i guess because of this gratuitous use of the n-word but and this and that's what i want to talk to you guys about I know the N-word is triggering, mm-hmm. but should white people be allowed to say the N-word in the context of not using it as a racial slur, 
but referring to it, to it as it, within conversation, talking about slavery, talking about um, um, bigoted people and, and how they do these things. So let me play this in the RE and then we'll, we'll have this conversation, but I would love to, to hear what you guys have to say. Also, 800-920-1580. Hey, y'all. I'm going to leave a short message here about why I decided to, why I decided to ask my music be pulled off of Spotify. So check this out. No white people. Says, okay, take me to this one. And the guy goes, okay. I goes, is that in a good neighborhood? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy barely speaks English. He takes us there. We get out and we're giggling. Oh, we're going to see Planet of the Apes. We walk into Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we walked into Africa, dude. We, we, we walked in the door and there was no white people. I empathize with the people who are leaving for the COVID disinformation reasons. And I think that they should. I also think that Joe Rogan has the right to say what he wants to say. I also think that I have the right to say what I want to say. So as an artist who Spotify is built on the back of the music streaming. So they take this money that's built from streaming and they pay this guy $100 million, but they pay us 0.003% of a penny. Just take me off. I don't want to generate money that pays this. Just take me off. That's where I'm at. And I know that uh, I'm actually, to be honest with you, surprised that my statements were picked up because I thought people weren't really going to listen to me because that's what I'm the kind of that's what I'm used to from the industry. But I'm glad that I am being heard. And for that reason, I want to clarify my statements again. This is why. Watch this. Like, you know, the nigger thing. Yeah. Saying the word nigger. Uh, you've already said nigger. D is just like nigger. Saying nigger. She's calling you a nigger. It's like this boy that he's a nigger. But starts calling them niggers. Word nigger. There should be a word like nigger. So we know how social media can be. Things can be doctored. People are taken out of context. It's happened to me many times. However, I want to be clear. In no uncertain terms, where I stand on this is that he shouldn't even be uttering the word. Don't even say it under any context. Don't say it. That's where I stand. It's my right to stand there. I have always stood there. I have other feelings about it, but those are nuances that are not meant for the moment. He shouldn't even be saying it. And so the confluence of energies comes into play here. So now we have this person who is offensive to a lot of people who's paid $100 million. Spotify, the backbone of Spotify is the music. So you pay the musician. The subscription fees go somewhere. So you take this money that's generated over here and you use it to invest in this guy. Do what you want, but take me off or pay me too. And I don't just mean me, I mean us. Artists like me, pay us too. Pay podcasters of color too. So artist relations from Spotify called me yesterday and they asked me what I want and I've been thinking about this all night. I'm not going to say it all here, but what I want to say to you is something that I already knew, but I want you to know that they said it last night. Most of the streams on Spotify are black music, but we know that if, you, if you're paying attention at all, you understand the role of black music in this world. So the subscription fees, go that's a deeper nuance. There's the musicians. There's the black music that is the backbone of the whole music industry. That's the backbone of Spotify too, who are historically underpaid and mistreated and all this stuff. Just there's a historical context here that makes all this matter. And then there's this guy and you take this money and you pay this guy who says this stuff. No. And so it took Anil Young to open the door for someone like me, but I walked through it because I've been standing at this door for a long time. 
one of the hashtags I put on my post, the written one was if we all leave. And that's what I'm trying to see if we could get to happen. What if we all leave? Then we can start having a conversation. It can go from a conversation to a negotiation. I tried to reach out to NRE, and I'm still working on that to get her on the show. I've talked to people who interviewed her, and it says she's upset at the music industry, and they she feels that it is because a little bit of <clears throat> she's not this pretty pop, light-skinned, young, packaged product. She's a black woman with natural hair who doesn't conform to, I guess, what Hollywood standards, and so she doesn't really get looked at. Although I find that horrible. I believe there's a place for NDRE. I don't know if it's mass appeal music, but I love it. You know, um, but a lot of stuff to hear to unpack. She has a, she has a, a point that Spotify is built on the backs of uh, black musicians, and that's what they told her, mm-hmm. that, that their music is on, streaming out there. But why are they getting paid fractions of a cent? Who put that business model together, and how do we get, how do we get to that? And how do we change that? I know Jay-Z tried to change that also by offering more money. And I think... I want to say either Amazon offers the most money with their music more so than anybody else. Amazon or, or something else. I'm not really sure. Um, but there's other platforms that pay more money than than Spotify. But it's almost like a, a slave plantation that they're pimping your music out. Uh, and they're offering you just chump change for it. Um, Joe Rogan, I felt some type of way about that. Him, I, I don't know but I don't know the context of the conversation that he was having with, with the Planet of the Apes. The N-word, I think he was using in context of a conversation. So... Now, let's unpack that first. Should should Joe Rogan be allowed to use the N-word, or any white person be allowed to use the N-word, as long as they're not using it in a, in a uh, slurred kind of way, using it to add context and color to a conversation, which is what Joe has been doing since I've been paying attention for a number of years. I think this is a long conversation, so you're probably going to have to you know expand it, but... The that episode of the Boondocks where it shows the white teacher who used the, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. word. There are certain white people. Like I'm not gonna lie, this is just me personally. If Eminem used the word with an A on it, I personally would probably be like, I don't care that much. That being said, it's an offensive word, especially with the ER. But it's an offensive word, and I think the safer thing to do is just say, don't say it. It's because triggering. It's, it's a triggering. Yeah, word. and it's it's too hard to draw the line when oh, I was just using it to refer to a historical or because to, you got to understand nuance an issue exactly and people's nuances are going to get confusing so just don't it the safe bet don't say but it. do we want to start censoring speech like this because um i told you i was looking at this uh, pastor uh doug williams who's been who's been he's an inv- evangelical pastor who goes to college campuses and teach about his doctrine of christianity and how he views things there is a level of like lack of dialogue in this country that these university kids were shouting him down didn't want to, and he, he and he was like i'll have a q a with you just we're get, let's get to the lecture. I'll have a Q&A. We can sit there and talk. We can debate. You can sit there and give me your best shot, but they don't want to hear it. And I feel like it gets to a dangerous slope when we start censoring speech. Well, I don't want to hear anybody say the N-word, period. No, I don't care what color they are. I don't even like the A at the end. So for me personally, I would prefer not to hear, especially white people, use that word. Mm-hmm. It bothers me, too, to be honest, when I hear Asian people say it, too. Yeah, because of the history between Asians and black people. And I hear it a lot. I live in an Asian community, and I hear it a lot that they talk to each other like that, and it bothers me yeah, very much. It's the, the, the GA version of the word has taken on a life of its own form and kind of morphed outside of... Uh, a term of endearment amongst black people into some uh, hip-hop uh, lexicon slang word. All right, listen, we'll continue this conversation when we move forward. 800-920-1580. It's KBLA Talk, 1580. KBLA.
back. LA's only destination for unarmed truth and unconditional love. The time for silence has passed. The time to speak is now. Now. At KBLA Talk 1580. We're listening. Not just during Black History Month, but every day of the year. The year. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome back. Donna Michi versus everybody. Kristen Kiara, our phone number 800-920-1580. You know, India Ari is sparking a conversation. Well, Neil Young started it by trying to remove his uh, his um, music off of Spotify due to Joe Rogan having alternate facts in regards to treating COVID from doctors on his podcast, which I think is... Um, I think it's a, a valuable conversation to have. I think that we don't have enough co- open conversations because we want to shut down so many people. Anyway, that started a, 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 a ball rolling where artists are moving because they feel Joe Rogan. And I think there was somebody called yesterday, and I think they, somebody hit the open mic yesterday. Let me see if I can get that because uh, there were some doctors that came out, uh, I guess, having concerns with Joe Rogan um, and Spotify um, voicing concerns about his alleged COVID mis- misinformation. 70 medical, 270 medical doctors came out against Joe Rogan. That has to be saying something other than just letting people have different points of view. There needs to be responsibility there, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, when you take 270 doctors, I mean, there's, you know, if it was like a million doctors yeah, that came exactly. out and said 270 doctors, I could I could find that in L.A. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's a very small sample size uh, to, to come out. I know it sounds like a big number and, it, and you know, you got the doctor. I mean, work. but it's still worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I You know, but are we getting to a point where we can't have... We can't think outside the box. I think it's fine to say what you want to say, but give disclaimers. Like, be fair in the way that you present information. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what Joe Rogan said he's going to do a better job of saying, you know, with, with saying, listen, when we have these podcasts with the with this information that's outside the mainstream, we're going to put a disclaimer on there saying that this is, doesn't necessarily go with the consensus. But I think that those conversations are, are, are nice to have, especially when you're dealing with a pandemic and that really no, no one has the keys to, I mean, no one has a, a, a set plan to kind of fix. We're just right. kind of winging it all the way through here. And realizing that everyone is going to be subject to these tough rules. So it's all fun and games when you don't like what Joe Rogan has to say. Right. And, but when it's whoopee and then she's gone for two weeks and people are like, well, this isn't fair. Are we going to hold people accountable by telling them they're not allowed to speak their opinions or aren't we? It's going to apply to everybody. Exactly. And sometimes you'll like it and sometimes you're going to mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah. Uh, there's reports that Whoopi Goldberg is, let me see if I can find that, that she is livid with her suspension. She's very mad. She was thinking of quitting is what I read. Yeah, they say it looks like, uh, um, according to, according to source, it's always a source, Whoopi tells her co that she plans to quit the show. Yeah. Which, that, listen, that, um... It, that, that apology seemed a little forced. It didn't seem, and it was written, like somebody wrote that for her. Um... You know, and I listen, I understand you being sensitive to communities that may be sensitive to um, things that you talk about and you may not understand their perspective on it and reaching out to that community and say, you know what, I misspoke or I didn't know I was uneducated. Allow me to allow me to learn a little bit more and let's educate everybody together. 
And I think we have to, my personal opinion, yeah. we have to create room for that. Yeah. Because we don't know everything about everybody. Before I had Native American friends, there was a lot I didn't know about being Native. I didn't learn any of that in school. Most of what we learn about the Holocaust is whatever your teacher taught you. And yes, you can go out and seek information, but sometimes you don't even know to go seek something out because you don't know the information is there. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's some people that are really set in their ways. And I don't know her, but I just know people that they have one opinion about something and they believe that opinion and it's hard for them to apologize if they truly believe and don't see uh, the other side. So I don't know if her opinion seemed forced. Maybe it was forced. Maybe she wasn't ready to apologize because maybe she really <clears throat> felt like I really didn't do anything wrong because if I felt I did something wrong and I apologize, I wouldn't really be angry and want to quit so that makes me mm. think that she literally probably didn't want to apologize yeah. she was forced and she's thinking man i shouldn't have apologized i should have stuck with my guns yeah i think uh, i think that the jewish community feels the way the black uh, about the holocaust the way black people feel about slavery yeah and so in that context i think that when you have somebody who is not part of your community speaking about it i think you know unless you're really kind of versed and and uh, maybe a, an academic on, on it um you've got to kind of uh, tread lightly because uh, your ignorance of really understanding how a group of people feel may show up. I think the bigger point that Whoopi was making on the view was that this was about evil men. But uh, but giving and a I disclaimer, understand. right? Yeah. Because she said it was not about race. Yeah. I think it's very different because we all have strong opinions, but a lot of times we try to be like, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying this is the fact. This is just how I see it, which is very different than potentially spreading misinformation that a Jewish person might feel is anti-Semitic. And again, whether you believe she should or shouldn't get suspended, we've got to consider that when we think <clears> about <throat> things like Trump and Joe Rogan, because if we're setting the precedent that if a large group of people are offended, then the person is going to get suspended or removed from the platform. We have to be ready for what that means if they apply it to us. Yeah, you know, you, you talk about spreading misinformation. Like, not everybody's a genius on every subject. True, and that's what conversation is for. But how misinformation to me, when when someone says you're spreading misinformation, it sounds like there's a malicious intent behind it. Yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't think uh, with Joe Rogan, I don't think there's malicious intent. I don't even think there's malicious intent with Whoopi Goldberg. You know, talking about, um, you know, that it was a it was a man thing, uh, man, lack of uh, evil understanding, man. maybe ignorance, but ignorance yeah. also has a really negative connotation. And really, to your point, I like to always say when I say stuff. Um, and like you said, like in my opinion or the way I understand it, or that's how I like to say it. So I let people know that I don't know. You know what I mean? This is just how I'm seeing it yeah. in my world. And so. Unless I, it's a fact. Yeah, it, unless it's a fact, right. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, and The View did a good thing of having the Anti-Defamation League on to have a conversation about it, which educates not only Whoopi, but then the audience at the same time too. And I thought that was a perfect way to um, confront the controversy with the comments through education. Well, what was her mm. response because I thought that they had a great explanation as to why it was about race. Mm -hmm. Did she have a response to that? To to what they said to what the man explained about the Aryan race being a superior race, and they tried to paint Jewish people as a as an inferior race. That for them, that's what it was about. Right. They're their own race of people. Mm -hmm. They are not the Aryan race. They are a separate race, and they are inferior to us. So although in America here, when we look at a Jewish person, we consider them to be white but race is a social construct so over in another country at another time they might have seen race very differently let's see Whoopi I wonder if the, this all started over that that book the mouse to kill a that's a, what I understood that's how it started yeah let, yeah. Me, let me see if it is. 
if I can find this in here. It's banning books after one or something that happened uh, is bad language or nudity. Turn off reality out loud. Yeah. It comes up a lot and yeah. makes people uncomfortable. And especially if you're the only yeah, black, black kid student in the there. LGBTQ. That from yeah. South Pacific. And not one man's inhumanity to man. No, it's well, not about maybe to the real world. We're preparing them for a world that doesn't exist outside of their own house. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No, no, it's well, not about maybe race. Maybe ethnicity. It, yeah, no, it's Jews about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about yeah, I think she was, I, I mean, that whole thing, I, I understand that. You know, I get it. But it's like saying but I, slavery you, wasn't about race yeah, to us. Slavery wasn't about black people. Maybe, you know, it wasn't about black people. I don't know. I felt It was just about free labor. I felt yeah. uncomfortable hearing her say that because I would have liked to hear her say, well, to me, it wasn't about race. She just said it's not about race. Like, that is a fact. Yeah. And I think it's, di for me personally, it's hard for me to understand where she's coming from only because I've had a lot of Jewish people in my life. And I've already known, even my grandma's German and my grandma... Uh, did not like, I'm going to be honest, she did not like a lot of Jewish people. She was incensed that I named my daughter Sarah with an H because it's a Jewish name. I already knew as a little kid, my grandmother saw Jewish people, not as a religion, but as a, a race, race of people. Mm. The people that I happen to know that are Jewish, they, they've told me flat out, only one has said that his skin is white, but he's not a white person. He's a Jew. That's what I've been told. So when I heard this, it just didn't make sense to me because it, in the people that I've known, they've always saw themselves as Jewish by race, and it was also part of their religion. And I guess from Whippy's standpoint, when you're filling out your census as a Jewish person, it doesn't, I've never seen it say, correct me if I'm wrong, black Latina, nope. or it'll say lat non-black Latina or mm -hmm. white Latina. There's no Jewish box. Never. Jew right. We consider Jewish people to be white here now mm -hmm. in 2022. It doesn't mean it was always that way. I don't even think I've ever seen as many times. I filled out that box many times. I've never seen the Jewish Jew race. ever, ever, ever. Yeah, American classifies them as they would probably be white. Yeah, they're just white people. But also in America, they we're allowed to self-select our race. Yeah. So if we're allowing people to self-select their race and we're basically saying you get to decide how you classify yourselves, we also have to create space for the fact that some Jewish people might choose to classify themselves as Jewish, even if they're white presenting, mm -hmm. even if they might be the beneficiary of white privilege, they might not consider themselves that way. And I've heard the same things about Armenian people. Sometimes we look at them and we're like, oh, that's a white person. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm right. Armenian. Yeah. The Kardashians. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was when she was catching flag. No, I'm a person of color. Yeah. We were like, are you? <laughs> Barely. You know, but listen, I, listen. The Armenians have had a hard time too. I mean, they've got a, There's a lot of stuff going on in that community. I mean, listen, we, we're we're a world where there's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody has their own plight to deal with. I, but I do. I don't think that the the view overreacted. And Whoopi's been a a great person at that show. Not not racist. Not con super controversial. Just having conversation. And we can't have a conversation. And if we make a mistake, learn from it. Mm -hmm. educate ourselves which is what we're supposed to do that's the example that abc and the view should be setting not oh we got it we, we we overreact in, in one way and suspend whoopee that's that's disrespectful to but uh, everybody's to scared so just look at joe rogan as an example 
everybody starts to jump on the, the bandwagon. The Joe Rogan man and then you risk being canceled. And do, can you risk having a whole station canceled because of what one person said? Right. But true. as someone in the media, as a writer, it is a little bit scary. At any given point, if you offend the wrong person, because you can offend people all day. If those people don't have power, it doesn't matter. If you offend the wrong person, somebody with power, you're silenced. Oh, you're done. Definitely. Uh, what, according to a source, Whoopi thinks the ABC executives played her. She feels ABC executives mishandled this. She followed their playbook, went on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and then apologized on a view the next day following Whoopi's apology to her. ABC News President Ken, Kim Goodwin or, uh, announced her decision to suspend Goldberg for two weeks late Tuesday. She expressed to the staffers that such decisions are never easy but necessary. They're, no, it's not necessary. It's just, it's it's stupid. Well, Nick Cannon got in trouble too, right? That's for, right. Yeah, Nick Cannon rhetoric. should, he should, yeah. listen, where, this is a point to educate. If there is an individual who doesn't really understand the, the nuance of a culture, of a race, uh, 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 or the perspective of that race, then it, it, we should reach out to them and educate them. Now, if they don't want to be educated and they still want to be ignorant and reiterate these things, then suspension comes in. But and this is potentially unpopular. I actually like reading or listening to or watching people who have opposite viewpoints than mine because it, it allows me to strengthen my own viewpoints when I can fully understand yeah. how they see, the, see the world. I brought Candace Owens' book. Mm -hmm. While I disagree with her conclusions of 99.9% of everything, I really valued like reading her opinions, seeing what they were. How do I feel about this? How would I respond? That way, if we ever engage in conversation or when people start to talk to you, it's like, well, you don't understand my side. Yes, I do. I've read and considered your side. Now let me tell you how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, more of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 15. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back. We are rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. Um, Listen here. Uh, today's winner of the KBLA Black History Month swag bag. Deetra Murray. Ooh. Shouts out to Deetra. Good for you. Um, we're giving away a KBLA Black History Month swag bag every day this month, so there's plenty of chances for you to win. All you have to do is download or open the KBLA 1580 app. Uh, tell us who your favorite historical figure is from black history. We're talking about, uh, um, I don't even remember now. We were talking about Malcolm X. We are talking about Martin Luther King, uh, George Maya Washington Angelou. Carver, Maya Angelou. Uh, who are some other historical black people? We, uh, 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 Harry Tubman. I like the one? writers. Tony Morrison. Tony Morrison. Wait, but is she, is, she, is she alive? No, she died. Oh, Tony Morrison's dead? You oh. didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. That's, does that Stella how you grew back? No, that's a whole different writer. Oh, okay. Tony, Tony Morrison. What, what, yeah, what? she died in 2019. Oh. Oh, wow. What did, what did Tony Morrison write? Because um, I, I know it's... Was it Waiting to Excel? No. <laughs> she had, like... Uh, what is it called? About the bluest eye. You don't know any of her books? Let me see. Did Tony Morrison know. reside in Prince George's County? No, is she, she... Is she one of us? Actually, she might have been from D.C. <laughs> yeah, she's a, a great, 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 great writer. Well, what about Rosa Parks? Rosa uh, Parks! Beloved? That's, have you, did you read Beloved? No? I saw the movie. Oh, I did, okay, too. That was Tony Which Morrison. is weird. That was that was the one with Oprah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird mm -hmm. movie. Okay. So Tony Morrison. Yeah, she's a great writer to me. Um, it would Barack Obama be a historical figure that you can? Yeah, absolutely. He, I think so. He went yeah. down in history. He did go down in history. Yeah. He did go down in history. Um, 
Would Mr. Marcus be a historical figure? I don't know who that is. You don't know who Mr. Marcus is? No. Mm-mm. Lexington Steel? No? Nope. No? Okay. What about Al Sharpton? What do you think? I'll give it to him. I'll give it to Al Sharpton. All right, so these are historical figures. Okay? Give but us yours. If if they're living, can they be historical? That's a, well, I, I guess I, that's I, the question you were asking. Well, I think I think if they made history. That's fair. Or we using historical as in the past. I don't know. It's not defined. Let's just say if they made history. You made history. All right. Uh, so just uh, once you tell us who your historical figure is from black history, uh, you'll automatically be entered to win a KBLA Black History Month swag bag full of some really cool stuff. So download the app or open it up if you got it on your phone right now um, for your chance to win. We're going to be announcing winners every day. And shout out one more time to Deetra Murray. All right. Well, this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Let us give you a word of advice. Let us give you a word of advice. Always, Always bet, bet on, on black, 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 unapologetically progressive, unapologetically black, black. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome back. Donna Beach vs. everybody. Kristen Kiar. Is that Chris Brown? What song is that? Sounds like Breezy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I knew that. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking to see if you want it. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying. See if you do, you doing your job. We got Alex in there training today. I'm giving her a hard time for no reason. No, Alex owes me forty nine ninety nine for a battery I bought her for her car twenty years ago. Yeah, see, you see, you see, more more work. Oh my gosh, more work. What you going? What you trying to do? Radio or DJ? What you trying to do? Oh my. Oh, no, well, you pick one. You can pick one. You can be a... Uh, okay. I, I I guess doing hair is not one of them. Though. Oh. Hey, happy early birthday. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even be walking out the house. Oh, like my that. gosh. Stop, Don. You understand you represent the black community? Don't get canceled like Whoopi. All this <laughs> racial yeah, shaming. This is so, it's me. It's uncomfortable to hear. Well, Boomski used to be my old intern back in the day. Another radio station. Me and her go way back. Um, black people are mad. Although this guy, I'm looking at this guy on TikTok here, who is just going on a rant about Whoopi Goldberg. I, he kind of cancels his own argument within the within what he's saying. He first he's like, "Yeah, you peep too many people sh- opening their mouth," and then he's like, "When when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong," which is what Whoopi did. True. I don't. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Here's my take on Whoopi Goldberg. You were talking about banning books. One of the books you brought up was Mouse. You could have literally said it's a seminal work of art and people should read it. Instead, you try to say that the Holocaust wasn't about race. So Whoopi, two things. Number one, you are a Jewish convert. Why in the f*** didn't you talk to a rabbi or a f***ing Jewish friend before you made that take? And number two, to everyone, just so that we know, Whoopi Goldberg, this isn't the first time she's done this. Whoopi Goldberg was one of the last Bill Cosby apologists. She was still defending Bill Cosby, even as the amount of women who accused this man of sexual assault was mounting. I think she changed right around the 50th woman. But Whoopi Goldberg's faux pas or stupid take reminds me of something. You have entirely too many people in America who are just perfectly happy being goddamn ignorant and proud of their ignorance and opening their f-ing mouth about it. The f-ing justified uh, uh, frustration that the Jewish community is feeling right now 
having masks and vaccine vaccines equated to the Holocaust or they're using racial stereotypes or anti-Semitic stereotypes about Jewish people killing Christ and shit like that. That same justified fucking, uh, frustration that the Jewish community is feeling is the exact same one that the African-American and black community in America have every single time we try to bring up uh, uh, the history of slavery, Jim Crow, and these laws. And people say, well, just get over it. It was so long ago. You were never a slave. While they're standing there jerking their at a fucking Robert E. Lee statue. It's the exact same ones. It is because there are a whole lot of people who absolutely will not learn any goddamn thing about history, but like to use it as their own fucking devices. For a motherfucker to look at a Jewish person and say, you know, me taking a vaccine is just like your grandparents dying in, in Birkenbau, is the, akin to a motherfucker trying to tell me that Africans sold Africans into slavery, so that ends the whole racism argument. It's the same, the same frustration. Well, I don't think they were saying that it was equating the vaccine. I think it was the vaccine card, the vaccination card, compared yeah, to the wearing the little thing on still, the Jewish arm. Yeah, it's still not really a comparison. That's fair. It is rooted in racism and anti-Semitism, no matter how the fuck you try to slice it. Why is he so mad? Because people refuse to learn anything about a history that might make them feel uncomfortable. Contrary to what everybody believes, I think about every fucking word that comes out of my mouth. You need to stop cursing so much. Yeah. On this application. If I'm right, I say nothing. I just go, mm-hmm, told you. If I'm wrong, I apologize. A whole lot of- well, What you mad at? She apologized. Yeah, she did apologize. Fucking Americans, including Whoopi fucking Goldberg, need to do some fucking research before they open a goddamn Miles. Maybe this was maybe he filmed this before her apology. True, but he's very passionate. Yeah. But then also Sounds like an angry black man. But but is it possible? I mean, there's some people who probably did not accept her apology and didn't feel it was authentic. So maybe he didn't. I mean, it sounds to me though that he he did this before she apologized. But I think there's some people who are still angry that didn't feel that her apology was authentic. I I do think we have to do a better job of creating space for people to apologize. Because it's like there's no winning. We're basically creating a space where you're not allowed to make a mistake ever, which just makes people not talk about things. And some of these things we should be processing and talking about. Oh, she she says she is Jewish, I guess. By religion. No, let's see here. I converted, right? My mother did not name me Whoopi, but Goldberg is my name. It's part of my family, part of my heritage, just like being black. And I just, and I just know I am Jewish. I practice nothing. I don't go to tempo, but I do remember the holidays. Oh, so it's the opposite. Not by religion, but by culture. But also keep in mind, too, a lot of the Jewish people that we refer to or think about here in North America are the Ashkenazi Jews Jews, that have a tend to come from Europe and places with white people. That is not the majority of Jews around the world. Even back at, you know, the Nazis when they were trying to make stereotypes about what Jewish people looks like. They had ideas about their lips being full and their nose and uh, not all Jewish people even look as white as a lot of the Jewish people we have here in the U.S. They're saying her real name is Karen. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> no, somebody called her a Karen today, but her K-A-R, and no, I'm sorry, C-A-R-Y-N, Elaine Johnson was her birth name. Wow. That's really different. Yeah, she was born in 55. Yeah. Where did Goldberg come from then? Let's see. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe she took on her mom's name. Maybe Johnson was her dad's name. 
Oh, oh, yeah, okay. And so if her, if her mother was Jewish. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, with the Jewish faith, the it has Jew to be days, it passes through the mother. Mother, not right? the father. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You learn something new every single day at the show. Literally. But that's why it's important to have conversation. I agree with conversation over cancellation. This is how we learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, I, I feel that we've gotten to, into a weird space where we, we're not talking to each other anymore. We want to cancel, 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 and not give room for growth. And, you know, I, I think everybody should be allowed to say what they want to say and be, as long as they're open for learning. And learn from things, you know. Um, but we're in a weird place with society to where they don't want to hear any opposing views. They don't want to hear anything else. Um, but I'm not canceling Whoopi. She's a black woman and I support her. Okay. Like I support go. all black women. <laughs> now listen, I'm not canceling Whoopi just because I, I don't know. It's hard for me. The concept of canceling people, it just, it doesn't sit well with me. That's we say, uh, like you cards, my card game. The, the idea is to combat cancel culture, to actually talk to people and have conversations with people. Yeah, I've never believed in canceling at all. No? Never. No. I think it's ridiculous. You try to cancel me on a daily basis. Well, it's, you know. You know, you're always like, he's mean to me. No, no she doesn't cancel I, you. No. She I, just erases you. <laughs> and then she brings you back. I call it how it is. Uh, you call it how it is? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. She does what you guys said the new, the TV used to do. She just turns you off for a couple hours, the broadcast. <laughs> turns you back on at 6 a.m. I wonder if this cancel culture, is this going to fade away? I hope so. It's exhausting, and it's all fun and games until you're the brunt of the joke, and you're being canceled, and, and you don't understand why. And that's what's funny about it, because I think some people who actually participated in the cancel culture are now getting canceled themselves, so they know how it feels. Mm -hmm. So I think I think eventually it'll go away, because people are getting tired of it. And we're talking about mental health generally. This, this can't be good for people's mental health. No. We will cancel you from our society if you do anything that the majority doesn't like. Right. That's uh, stressful. Hey, um, we're all black here. And, and and was this a black thing? Did your mother ever turn the stove on in the house to heat the house? My mother never turns the stove on, period. <laughs> like oh. twice a year. I think my mom did when I was younger. Like that, like they, they would just turn a little burner on? Yeah. I mean, I, I open the oven when it's in the in the kitchen all the time. And so it gets cold. I mean, warm. I did that this, this, uh, this winter. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand that. Because you have a heater in your house. True. Why not turn the heater on? Maybe it's more expensive. It is more expensive. It's the same gas. I, I even have one of those heaters downstairs that has like a fireplace. You know how you buy them in yeah. the big ones? It just doesn't get the whole downstairs. So in the kitchen area, I op I turn on the oven and I open the oven and let it get warm and then I turn off the oven. I wonder why people do that. I've, or Latinos. I've, I've done that. My mom used to do that when I was younger. My mother's always, she still does that to this day. Oh. She keeps a burner on, she, although she has a perfectly good AC <laughs> and heater that she refuses to use, refuses. It's expensive. I don't, I don't think that's the reason why she refuses to use it. I think that it, it broke and she didn't want to be responsible for it in her apartment. Ah. I'm like, well, that's what you're paying rent for. But she'll, she'll turn up, the burner's always on, or she bought an air conditioner which that you pour water into and it... it, it Somehow gives you fake cold air. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so yeah. you're like suffering in silence in our house during the summer because I'm like, <laughs> this is just blowing out Luke cool air. Um, there's a new study though that says that uh, that is a that's having an impact on climate change. Really? Wait, the stove. The stove. 
Whoa. We'll talk about that when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we are, we Black, are History. Black History. 24 hours a day, seven days, seven a, week. days a week. 365 days a year. 366 days in the leap year. We never turn in our black card. KBLA Talk 1580, your ancestors' favorite radio station. Company, North Dakota, Illinois. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lumert Park, USA. From the heart of Lumert Park, USA. We're listening and the convo continues right now. Right now. All right, so uh, according to research from scientists at Stanford University, the emissions from gas stoves in U.S. homes have the same climate warning impact, warming impact of that of a half a million gasoline powered cars. How does that? I mean, listen, How? at this point. At this point, are we should we just not talk because that's going to have an issue on climate I mean, change? We probably <laughs> just need to go back to being hunter gatherers and get rid of all the electric stuff. Well, you know, Jordan Peterson, I was listening to him. Um, he said if you want, he says if the fastest way to fix climate change is to make poor people richer. He says poor people are not concerned about the climate because they're more concerned about where lunch is coming from and how to pay the bills. That sounds about right. Being uh, concerned with climate change is a luxury that people have once they feel that they're financially secure and that they don't have to worry where the next meal comes from. So if you really want to affect climate change, make poor people rich as fast as possible, you will eliminate a lot of things as a byproduct of that, and people will start. And climate change will fix itself because people will start. People want to don't want to hurt the environment. I think and that's. I think it's natural. Yeah. What I do mean, you mean by rich, though? What? How do we define rich? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, there's basic needs met. Yeah, maybe basic, at least. I mean, I, I would, I would, I would define rich is that you're not struggling, you're not living paycheck to paycheck, you're earning a livable wage, and you're able to save, and you can, you, you can buy a house. See, I would call that comfortable, not okay. rich. Okay, well, comfortable, rich, you know, that, but that's what he's basically saying, mm. that you're, you're being paid a livable wage. He was also talking about the economics of, like, what was he, he was saying about why that these, that these big companies like Apple are making people poor because they're not paying livable wages to people to manufacture the iPhones in this country. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And that they're manufacturing the iPhone. And he said, if you really want to look at the cost of making a cheap iPhone, go look at the people in the mines digging out the minerals for the components that go into the to the iPhone. Like, that's, you're really not, you know, you're affecting them. I think that's actually sad because, you know, people that work actually in the stores, mm-hmm. especially at the Genius Bar, they make pretty, pretty okay money. So the people putting the phones together don't make that much money, but the people working in the stores seem to be ma- doing okay. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how much does it cost? How much are those kids making? In, at oh, the I hour? have, I had a, 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 he doesn't work there anymore, but he uh, was making pretty good money. He started on the floor uh-huh. and they don't get any, any extra money if they sell the product or anything, but he got stock within the company. Oh, wow. Um, mm. Very nice vacation, you know, and um, he, Everything was he was, making a livable wage? Oh, yes. Like he was how? making very – I'll put it to you this way. When he started out, and this was many years ago when he started out, and I asked him, uh, full-time, he started out as, at 40 k This was a long time ago. I don't this know is, if that's a livable wage in L.A. Well, hold on. 
This was a couple years ago. Okay. So I'm talking about way pre-COVID. Okay. So for somebody who just gets out of high school and doesn't go to college, oh, okay. that's, that's actually pretty good money. Yeah, you don't have any loans you, or anything. Yeah, so that's pretty good money. So for him and, and for me, I'm thinking, I mean, look, there's a lot of people who graduate from grad school and they don't even start out at 40K. Yeah. So that that that's not bad. But the genius bar, he was making really good money. I did not ask him, but he said way more than 40000 40, But to start off at that is not bad for a high school graduate. Yeah, Apple's sitting on a horde of cash. Oh yeah, just sitting, just sitting, just sitting there. You know, they're they're sucking it dry. They're sucking the you know bleeding. So the many companies. They're sitting on a horde. So of much extra. Um, so going back to the study, um, the emissions from gas stoves in U.S. homes have the same climate change warming impact as that of a half million gasoline-powered cars, far more than scientists have previously estimated. Uh, this new study confirms what environmental advocates have been saying for over a decade now, that there's no such thing as clean gas, not for our homes, not for our communities, and not for the climate. Um, this is uh, Lee Zice, Zice? Uh, community Engagement Coordinator for SAN Energy, a nonprofit climate change justice group that was not involved in research. Uh, they told CNN, from the drilling well to the stoves in our kitchens, frack gas is harming our health and warming the planet. Um, methane, the main component of natural gas, is a, uh, a potent planet warmer. It is around 80 times more powerful in the short term than carbon dioxide, uh, scientists say. The study uh, also found that in homes without range hoods or with poor ventilation, mm. range hoods, that's the... Is that that's the thing that goes over the stove? Is that what that I is? I think so. The thing at the top. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that sucks the all the what's yeah. yeah. Um they study also found that homes without range hoods or with poor ventilation, the concentration of harmful nitrogen oxides, a byproduct of burning natural gas, can reach or surplus a healthy limit within minutes, especially in homes with small kitchens. Oh no, my old house didn't have one of those. Really? Or it didn't work. You got brain damage? Are you okay? I don't know. I do um, forget things all the time. <laughs> I think that's just aging. Uh, gas stoves and oven leak significant amounts of planet-warming methane, whether they are on or off. The study estimates stoves release 0.8 to 1.3% of their natural gas in the atmosphere as unburned methane. That's interesting. If someone says that they don't use their stove and so they're not actually emitting any methane, well, that's actually not true because most of the stoves that we measured had at least a slow bleed of methane while they were off, said Whoa. Eric LaBelle, who conducted the research as a graduate student at Stanford University and is now a senior scientist at PSE Healthy Energy. Uh, CNN further writes, the study also suggests that the federal government is underestimating the amount of methane emissions leaking from homes, which the researchers found was 15% higher than the Environmental Protection Agency's estimate for all residential emissions in 2019. The new study is a really great example of how widespread the sources of greenhouse gas pollution are. Uh, Charles Coven, a scientist at Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory. Getting to net zero isn't a matter of replacing just the cars or just the power plants that burn fossil fuels with alternatives that don't, he added. We need to look at everything that uses fossil fuels, even the sources as seemingly small as leaky gas pipes and power that power the stoves in our kitchen and realize that uh, all of these tiny sources can add up to big climate impacts. It's neither just a climate issue, not a health issue, but it's both together. I, should we even be focusing on climate change? I mean, this... This world has consistently cooled down, heated up, cooled down, heated up, cooled down, mm-hmm. heated up over 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 time, and we've adapted. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't we further adapt to the climate change? I mean, I understand you not might not go to Florida because it's going to be underwater, and there's going to be a lot of other places that are uh, because the, the the snow caps are melting, and it's putting more water into the ocean, and sea levels are rising. Um, so I understand that that's a problem that needs to be fixed, but why don't we just, 
I, I don't know too much about climate change. Mm-hmm. I do know I keep hearing if we don't do something about it, we're not going to have a world. That's all that I keep hearing is we don't address it, you know, the, the, that society is just going to be gone, period, you know, within a certain amount of time. That's the talking point yeah, I keep they hearing. Yeah, they want us to protect the earth for our children's future. What yeah. about my future? Well, I also think it's bigger than just climate change. It's also just an issue of natural resources because we're using them all up. Even, you guys know my... Poor chickens died, rest in yeah. peace, yes. by the hand of a coyote. Oh. But the guy who came to pick up the chicken said that there are coyotes running all around the cities because there's no food for mm-hmm. them left in the mountains. And Where's all the food at, do you say? They ate it all we're, or, or we're, we're, we're depleting the mountains? We're depleting the mountains. But they're still... And they're taking st- over a lot of the spaces that were a natural habitat for animals. We're knocking and, down trees and, and building stuff. That's and true. I just think we have to think generally about the fact that we are destroying the planet i think we need help from the native americans that's what i think we're gonna have to we need casinos no i think we're gonna have to come to terms with what we did to natives and they're the only ones that are going to be able to really heal the earth here because they know this land they knew this land and it was flourishing for years until we came and destroyed well, it. Well, it all depends on what your definition of flourishing is. I mean, you know, some would look at America and say it's flourishing. No, I'm talking about the natural resources. The natural resources were flourishing. Everybody wanted to come here to get trees and to get resources, and now we're just destroying it all. Yeah, the fur, they wanted the furs to go export overseas, they, so there was a lot of fur trapping. Um, what else is The buffalo... You know, they pretty much you know, yeah, killed those just things. Killed everything off, killed off all the animals, destroying all the land. But isn't that the cause? Isn't that the way the world works? I mean, we don't have dinosaurs anymore. There's a, isn't that just happens over time that through. Until all of the resources that we need as people to live, we forget we need trees. Yeah, we do. Trees produce oxygen. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can find a new way to breathe. Oh, my gosh. You know, there was a movie called The Abyss where they made some weird liquid that they could breathe that like, they could breathe in. It was lighter than oxygen. That we actually depend on like trees and yeah. photosynthesis or respiration. Did you guys ever watch? Probably not. The Lorax. It's like a cartoon. I did. Movie. I did watch it. Yeah. It was so cute. Yes, I did. It was a really cute movie, and they are. I mean, Dr. Seuss, in my opinion, was kind of a genius, but he was trolling America or just the world because there are no trees left. The Lorax is gone. So then there's this big corporation that starts selling clean air in a bottle (laughs) because they need the trees to make the air, but they don't have any trees. They're like, well, now we've got to find a way to produce it and we can sell it and capitalize. I was like, you know what? 20, 30 years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if people were buying air. Yeah. Well, they have it now. I bought some. What do you mean? They have air in a can. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I actually bought it at, um, I think it was at Walgreens. Is it to clean out your computer? No, 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 no. It's air that you sniff. It's supposed to be oxygenated and, you know. See? I'm... I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, they had air in a can, which I was like, what am I doing? I mean, I, I love new age stuff like that. You know, I, I was like, I wonder if I get some more oxygen into my bloodstream or whatever. It's just a, tr- it's so, let's just cut down all the trees that we need to live and then we'll create air and give it, sell it to people. Well, did you know, I know that this was popular a while ago. There were those oxy- oxygen bars oh, that yeah. you would go to and then. Um, oh, I, I do remember that. That, yeah. I remember that, and I had always wanted to try that, but I was always really scared. But it was, it was a, a thing for a while. I do remember that. It was yeah. a fad, though, right? Yeah, it people just kinda... were doing that. And I, I heard great things about it. Was that here in L.A.? I heard about it in Vegas. Vegas. So when I was in Vegas, I knew my friends wanted to go, and I was like, yeah, I don't. I was too scared. Oh, wow. I'm looking it up. They actually do have oxygen in a can. <laughs> I, this, I can't believe it. 
Yeah. This is crazy. It's a little mask that you put on. It's supposed to help you, I guess, recuperate more better when, you, when you're when you exercising. You get a nice, clean uh, sniff of see, air. See, I actually think we could make the world better if we took use of, if we made good use of technology. Because we could have so much more, many more people working from home. They said the air was the cleanest. It had, it had been in True. a long time. Mm-hmm. And then all of the pollution that all of these cars are creating and the, the noise and the health. We don't, we just throw it all away. We're like, oh, wait, I'd rather have them come in because I might be able to make a little more money. But then destroy ourselves in the process. I mean, did you remember looking? I mean, I remember that report when they were saying that the environment was a lot better. And Mm -hmm. I remember, first of all, traffic was great because nobody was on the roads. But the skies were like brighter, you know, they were blue and you could actually see the clouds for a moment. Yeah. 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 Somebody says there's pollution in the nighttime here and that if you were to go to like South America, that the sky looks different. Mm hmm. Which I'm like, really? I believe it. Oh, definitely. You know, just when I went to Palm Springs just recently, we actually saw stars, and it was really nice. But I see, I see stars all the time over here. I don't. It's not the same. Really? It's definitely not Mm -hmm. the same. Not at all. Oh, that's interesting. There's certain parts, and and where you used to live, like you used to live like in Stockton, right? Yeah. But I was in Lake Tahoe, and this Uh, was when Sarah was little, and I had never seen so many stars in my life, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out. Maybe there's not as much pollution over here, like in LA. Huh. Well, you can always tell when like less cars are on the road in LA because the skies are very, very clear. Yeah. You're just like, oh, people are out of town. Good. I get LA all to myself. Uh, We'll do the Black History Challenge. Yeah. Uh, when we come forward, uh, this is KBLA Talk, fifteen eighty. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk, fifteen eighty.